Hey folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple months, you've heard all about the GameTime app and how it can save you some serious cash on last-minute tickets to sports, concerts, all types of shows. I downloaded the GameTime app, and uh, I love it as just a discover tool for finding out what's going on in my uh, Pacific Northwest local area. I live out in the Seattle area, so I'm always looking at to see what sports uh, sporting events are upcoming. Um, the great thing is it shows you the tickets available, and it also shows you the view from the seats if you were to purchase them. Uh, really nice color photos of the of the venue and uh, the perspective in which you would be viewing the game. So that is is very cool. The app is super sleek and easy to use. And uh, right now, Game Time is hooking you up for the holidays with a ten dollar credit. Here's what to do: just download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Tickets section of the app. Create an account then under the billing section the redeem code is the athletic it's all one word the athletic and for ten dollars off your first purchase if you do that again that's the athletic uh that's free money people credit is only available to the first 1000 people who redeem the code and it expires at the end of the year which is december 31st 2019 so make moves quick and score last minute tickets Welcome back to the Dunks and Dimes Fantasy Hoops Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Funston, joined as always by our go-to guy, Eric Wong, a.k.a. Roto Evil. Uh, If you've been listening to this fantasy podcast, you know that we've just been going over Eric's updates on his uh, player rankings by position. We did centers uh, in our last show. We did... Uh, update on the top 50 forwards and the top 50 guards. Uh, and this week, we're going to talk about some guys uh, to buy low and to sell high, which is always, you know, a fun topic and, and kind of uh, important in the fantasy world. So we'll get to that. But first, uh, if you would like a subscription to The Athletic, you can get 40% off at theathletic.com backslash dunks and dimes. Uh, once again, that's theathletic.com backslash dunks and dimes. A subscription will allow you to check out all of our NBA podcasts, which includes uh, No Dunks, Back to Back, Hoops Adjacent with David Aldridge, and The Daily Ding. We have several great team-specific NBA podcasts as well. And also, The Athletics Best of 2019 is live and unlocked for everyone. It's the 30 best stories of the year, along with some standout podcasts. Again, this is free for all through the end of the year. Definitely want to check that out. It's a great time for reflection, um, you know, as we get towards the end of the year. It's also a great time for some rest and relaxation. And Eric, uh, before we dive into your buy low and sell high guys, uh, we should talk about some guys in the NBA that could use some rest and relaxation. There's a couple teams in the league right now that are pretty banged up. Unfortunately for those guys, the NBA keeps going. uh, It might have to keep going without them uh, for a little while as they kind of recoup. Why don't you uh, why don't you tell me about the teams right now that are probably you know ailing the most across uh, across the association. Right. So uh, the Detroit Pistons have uh, a few guys hurting right now. Of course, Reggie Jackson has missed uh, the entire season, and I'm, I'm not sure if he's uh, expected back anytime soon. I haven't seen a, a, an update on that. I don't think he's coming back. They could definitely use his help. But their star player, Blake Griffin, has been in and out of the lineup lately. He played on Wednesday, but he's going to miss Friday's game. 
and he's you know having a very poor season by his standards and he might be uh, tough to rely on moving forward as well with this knee issue I just found a quote from Pistons coach Dwayne Casey on Griffin on Griffin's health whether he's 100% or not he says I can't predict I don't have a crystal ball to say if he's going to be back to 100% that's what we're shooting for by resting him and giving him days off Hopefully we can manage that where he can get back closer to 100%. That's our goal. So, uh, I mean, that's that's pretty concerning if you're a Blake Griffin owner. It sounds like more rest days will be coming. And, uh, you know, the Pistons are fighting to to stay in the playoff chase. And they, they really need Blake's help. But, uh, you know, he's not helping them much if he's if he's hurting. And one of the guys who's benefited uh, from from Blake's absence is Christian Wood, big man, athletic, very long, and uh, he's he's had some nice games, but now he's out at least a week with a bone bruise on his left knee as well, and that's kind of leaving uh, Andre Drummond as the the lone center and extra minutes for Markeith Morris as well in the big man rotation. Yeah, how much of an investment do you have in Blake Griffin? Because I know you kind of zagged when everybody else was, uh, you know, zigging away from Blake Griffin last year because of, you know, basically what's going on right now. The guy's always been kind of an injury concern, and last year kind of put it together. Um, but did you double down on that this year, or were you staying away as well? Oh no, I didn't draft. I didn't draft Griffin uh, at all, not even once. I, I figured I uh, uh, got my. <laughs> Got my fix last year. He helped me win some <laughs> leagues and uh, did not need to double down. <laughs> and especially especially when the news came out before the season started that he was going to be out at the beginning of the season, that definitely scared off more people and uh, was just more reason to stay away from him. Yeah, it's good good to get it, get in and get it out. I guess this is uh, this is probably just means Andre Drummond's going to eat a whole lot uh, over the next few weeks. Yeah, huh? he's he's definitely going to be a beast. Um, Luke Kennard has been one of the Pistons' most reliable players this season. He's definitely benefited from getting the extra touches and shot attempts, but he's also doubtful for Friday's game with knee soreness. So there's something going on with the the knees. I don't know. Maybe they're practicing a little too much in Detroit, but uh, you know this is good for Derrick Rose. Bruce Brown is an interesting player. He's more of a defensive-minded guy, but he's capable of uh, putting up some well-rounded stats when he gets the minutes, so that that helps him. And then also more shots for Tony Snell, Langston Galloway, but those guys are a little bit tougher to rely on. Yeah, I guess there's something also going on in terms of the injury bug in just kind of the greater Michigan area because you go uh, across the border north, and Toronto's kind of uh, a mash unit as well, right? Yeah, that, that last game for Toronto was pretty brutal. They lost... Three of their top guys, Pascal Siakam, Marcus Sol, Norman Powell. Um, after the game, they they knew that Gasol and Powell were hurt, but the Siakam uh, injury kind of came as a surprise. And obviously, he's played uh, at an all star level, and they're really going to miss him. So he's out indefinitely with the groin injury. Marcus Sol hurt his hamstring. He's going to be out multiple weeks. Norman Powell. Uh, suffered a left shoulder injury, which I believe is the same injury he suffered last year and missed 20 games last year. So they're a mash unit right now. Fred Van Vliet has missed the last five games with the knee issue. 
they definitely need him back on the court. And uh, as long as he's back to uh, almost 100%, I assume he'll get on the court soon and go back to playing nearly 40 minutes per game like he was. But they're they're really uh, spread thin now. Um, one of the guys we'll talk about as a buy low is Serge Ibaka. I mentioned him in the article, uh, and I had him pegged as a buy low even even before all these injuries happened. I thought he was a good good guy to uh, buy low on. He's playing just 22 minutes a game, averaging uh, around 13 points, seven and a half rebounds, one block, well below what he did last year, and so. Now with Marcus Sol uh, out for a couple weeks and hamstring inju- injuries are definitely tricky, so that could that could bother Gasol for quite some time. Um, Ibaka is suddenly very valuable. He's yet to start a game this season, but in his 51 starts last year, he averaged uh, right around 16 and a half points, eight and a half rebounds, nearly one and a half blocks, playing. Uh, almost 30 minutes per game and I imagine he'll be playing 30 plus moving forward at least for the for the short term yeah uh, I was just going to ask about that you think he'll get he'll get back to those minutes per game level with those guys out Um, you're feeling pretty good about that yeah I mean he's coming off his best game of the season due due to Gasol going down played 31 minutes uh, on Wednesday 25 and 13 very nice stat line for him, and he he looked pretty rusty since returning from his in- ankle injury. So that's definitely encouraging, and uh, he, he'll kind of be forced into those big minutes. Uh, also, Ogiana Nobi, who had some really big games early in the season, I think he'll be a must-start player now for the next couple of weeks. Uh, he'll also be pushing 40 minutes a game, I imagine, and just very very capable of filling up the stat sheet, uh, especially defensively, right? But they're gonna. They're going to need as much help as they can get. I would say uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson is uh, worth adding for sure. He played well when Ibaka was injured in November. Rondé averaged uh, 10.5 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal per game, and 24 minutes in November. And especially with Siakam uh, going down, they'll need him to fill in, and he kind of helps with their defensive versatility which is a big thing for Toronto. Uh, I, I like them as a defensive unit. And uh, Rondé definitely helps in that regard. With with Gasol out, they'll also be uh, playing Chris Boucher some more to, to get in the, the, the big man the big man minutes, especially the, the rim protection. So if you need some big man stats, Chris Boucher is definitely worth looking into. His per 36 minutes are very strong at 12.4 rebounds and 2.1 blocks, and he even makes some threes, which is nice icing on the cake there. But at the yeah. same time, uh, I'm not sure if Boucher is ready to be a high-minute player or if uh, Nick Nurse uh, likes playing him for extended stretches. He's played 22-plus minutes only three times all season long, and I kind of view him as more of a instant energy, short burst type of impact player, but not necessarily a, a guy that plays a ton of minutes. And then I would also consider uh, at least worth watching in deeper leagues are Terrence Davis and Patrick McCaw, just because the Raptors are so thin now with uh, Norman Powell going down, likely for multiple weeks, they're going to be turning to uh, Davis and McCaw. McCaw has been getting uh, some extra minutes lately, doesn't necessarily do much with those minutes and I remember that on the Warriors I I thought he was an impact player but he didn't really stuff the stat sheet and that's kind of what he's been doing lately but the Raptors are so thin now that they're gonna have to 
uh, go deep into their bench, and uh, they're playing the Wizards today, tonight. So I would uh, check that game out if you're if you're thinking of uh, picking up one of the Raptors players. And just remember that the Wizards give up a ton of points, and so their <laughs> stats will be a little bit inflated tonight. Yeah, temper your enthusiasm if someone goes off, but it would be important to see how the minutes are distributed and who kind of steps up in the vacuum that's left behind by these injured guys. So you mentioned Ibaka as one of your top buy-low players, and uh, so I think we can go ahead and dive into uh, some more of those guys. If you want to, you know, Eric wrote about this on The Athletic this week, uh, so you can find his column there if you want to read more into it but uh we're gonna talk about it right now so let's uh let's start with um your list of buy low guys you mentioned Ibaka. uh also on your list we'll start with uh Dehonte murray uh with uh the san antonio spurs a guy we've talked about a little bit in past podcasts uh oozes uh upside kind of we've just been waiting on him to really gain some traction in the nba and get a lot of momentum going forward right now his numbers are down. I'm taking it uh, below what you think uh, he's capable of doing going forward. Yeah, the Spurs have definitely been kind of holding him back. Uh, hasn't played in a back-to-back set yet. I don't know if that's going to change, but his minutes are definitely ramping up. Uh, over his first 19 games, he had topped 25-plus minutes only twice, but now he's suddenly playing 29-plus minutes uh, in three of his past four uh, four games. And, uh, you know, his per 36 floor stats are just really strong. Uh, over nine rebounds, six assists, 2.7 steals per 36 minutes. And he's uh, still shooting a strong percentage from the field because he doesn't take too many threes. That's really only his downside is that he's still not a reliable three-point threat. And I think that's, you know, what's prevented him from from playing more minutes but I think the Spurs realize that he's a huge part to to their future and as they're kind of falling out of the playoff race uh, they really need to just uh, give him the the time and experience he needs so he can uh, develop because I do think DeJounte Murray is a future star in this league nice um all right let's stay in the backcourt uh Boston's glue guy, Marcus Smart. He's another guy that's uh, dealing with, uh, you know, some health issues right now. He has an eye infection. I, I heard, uh, I read something that said it was, someone was saying it was the worst they'd ever seen. So uh, he maybe is out uh, through Christmas, but uh, you have him down as a buy-low opportunity, and I guess this eye infection added into it makes it even a, a better buy-low opportunity. Yeah, especially if the the smart owner has other injuries that they're dealing with, right? And then they just need need some healthy bodies. You might be able to buy low on smart right now. He also was uh, shooting a terrible 11 for his last 53 point attempts before he went down. But the reason why I listed him as a buy low is because uh, Gordon Hayward is uh, hurting again. He's had some uh, lingering foot soreness that apparently was bothering him even before he broke his hand earlier in the season. And so uh, that that would mean more minutes for Smart if Hayward uh, is going to be missing some games. But yeah, as you said, uh, he's he's not playing right now, so hopefully he'll get back on the court before Hayward does. But, uh, you know, any, any injury to one of Boston's uh, rotation guys and Smart's the one that usually eats up those minutes 
So I would say he's a he's a strong candidate to improve on his current stats. Yeah. Um, about in Oklahoma City, uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander's on your list. Uh, we t- continue to work through the guards here that uh, people can target. And this is a guy you liked a whole lot coming into the year. Um, moves over from Sacramento, and, and this guy's only 21 years old. And... Uh, Another guy that you think probably, uh, in terms of upside, has a lot of room to move going forward. Yes, most definitely. You know, he's Shea's been solid, but not quite what people were expecting. But uh, you know, I wrote the wrote the column, and then that same night, he kind of exploded. Played thirty nine minutes and put up twenty points, nine rebounds, two steals, two blocks against Memphis showing what his upside is what he's capable of doing and uh, definitely room for improvement with his field goal percentage he's right around 43 percent shot over 47 percent as a rookie and that was a little bit to be expected with him taking on a bigger offensive role but still there's room to improve there and he also has the potential to pump up all of his other stats especially if Chris Paul were to get traded or to get injured and then Shea would take on a much bigger responsibility on the offensive end. So I think uh, he's he, he'll definitely improve more as the season goes on. Yeah, getting a healthy 35 minutes per game. So um, as as he starts to gain momentum, he's got the minutes to really put up some some big numbers when things kind of things kind of the stars sort start to align for him. Um, Another guy playing a healthy amount of minutes is R.J. Barrett, the rookie with the Knicks. And man, uh, you have him on your buy low list. And I just, I, I'm most curious about him because guy shooting 55% from the foul line and 48% from the field. I, I'm taking it he's a buy low because you know the only way uh, place for him to go is up from this point, right? Yeah, his shooting has been brutal. I mean, he's done more more harm than good for sure. I did a filter on his shooting percentages and you know factoring in how much he's attempting because he is you know attempting over 10 shots a game getting to the foul line quite a bit and yet he's still shooting under 40 percent from the field and under 60 percent from the foul line and I was pretty shocked that the last time that happened was in 1952-53 a couple of players did it that year and a couple of players had done it before then but uh, (laughs) you don't got the players you don't you don't got the players names handy I didn't recognize one of the names, but it's... it's uh, yeah, I was wondering. I was curious if I would recognize them. It's eluding me now. Uh, and, I mean, yeah, so his shooting percentages can only go up, but more so it's this, just the fact that I think the Knicks need to just throw, throw in the towel on this season and put the ball in his hands a little more. Play. He, he's been playing a little too much off the ball, in my opinion, and... They need to give him the ball more and uh, let him be more of a playmaker. But he he's had some brutal brutal games, but he also has those big games every now and then to remind you of what he's capable of. So his last game against the Hawks, I mean, both teams put up a, a ton of points, but he led the Knicks in scoring with 27 points on 10 for 13, shooting from the field, made a couple of threes, six rebounds. And so... You know, you can get him for dirt cheap probably, and especially if you're already punting one of those shooting categories, either field goal percentage or free throw percentage, then I kind of like him. If you're in a roto league or your percentages are already strong, then you probably don't want to to mess with that. But in a head-to-head league, if you're punting one of those cats, I like the idea of targeting him. 
Yeah, another guy that's having a, a hard time uh, in the percentage world is is Laurie Markkinen. At least uh, from the field, he's shooting down at forty percent. Uh, he only shot forty three percent last year, but if you look at his numbers, just kind of down. And for a twenty two year old, expected maybe to build some progress off of a solid season last year when he averaged almost 19 points and nine rebounds. It's below 15 points and below seven rebounds this year. And you have him as a buy low guy, but uh, also maybe that window is closed. You might want to do that quick. He's just coming off a 31 and nine effort at Washington. So, but it was at Washington, as you mentioned. So maybe we temper our enthusiasm, but uh, you still like marketing as a buy low target. Right, Markin is definitely trending up, and one of the things I mentioned in the article is that he's definitely playing better in uh, December, shooting the ball much better. His three point three point shots finally going in, and he does have a nice shooting stroke. So that's kind of what you expected, and what his fantasy owners were were hoping for is some you know some sweet shooting, some strong scoring, reliable scoring. But what I mentioned in the article is that his his owners now are either going to view him as nearly untouchable if they're viewing his hot streak as a sign of him uh, playing well the rest of the season, or if if they don't believe it, if they believe this is just a short-term spike and that he'll go back to uh, his previous uh, struggles, then they would view it as a time to try and uh, try and trade him. And so it is very interesting. Like you said, he recently had a 31-9 and game. But that was against the Wizards in overtime. And then his previous three games, he had scored 13, 13, and 10. So is it is it just a short-term, uh, short-term hot streak, or is this a sign of things to come? I do think he's, he's definitely going to play better than his current season stats suggest. So that's why I have him as a buy low. But uh, he's still, uh, still a little bit... Uh, Tough to predict, more so because of Chicago in general. Uh, it's uh, kind of a weird situation there. But if you can buy low on him, that'd be a smart, smart move, I think. All right. Well, let's uh, stick with another big guy on your on your buy low candidates here. Six foot eleven, Marvin Bagley. Uh, played five games this year. He basically got a thumb injury uh, in the first game and was out until early December. We've seen him play four games now since his return. Uh, sort of a mixed bag, not up to the numbers yet of what he produced last year as a rookie. I'm guessing you think it's just a matter of time before he kind of settles in and starts putting those numbers up from last season and then uh, even taking him to another level. Right. Uh, he's still been pretty productive given his uh, lack of minutes, but if uh, his owner is worried that he's going to continue to come off the bench and that he'll continue to play less than 24 minutes a game you might be able to buy low but I definitely think his minutes are going to start ramping up at least into the high 20s he might not be a 30 minute player for as long as uh Rashawn Holmes and uh Nemanja Bialica are healthy because both those guys have played very well but I do think his minutes are going to stand, start ramping up and his production will start improving and he, he averaged almost 19 and 9 after last year's all-star break and a big piece to the Kings future so I I think he'll uh start to be more productive for sure. Let's let's uh let's close out the buy low candidate with another second year guy, another big man uh who has 
like like Bagley, the number the minutes per game numbers are down. It's Mitchell Robinson, a guy that you've talked about a bit in past podcasts as well. He's averaging twenty two and a half minutes per game. But I'm looking at his game log, and he's been, you know, mid to upper twenties in minutes per game uh, for a while now. So um, that trend certainly bodes well for his numbers. And uh, what else? What else do you like with Mitchell Robinson going forward? Well, yeah, really, it's it's the minutes are huge, and uh, but it also coincides with uh, him him learning uh, to to stay out of foul trouble more, right? So in December, he's playing twenty six minutes a game, which is higher than much higher than he was before, but yet his fouls are down, and so that's a good sign that he's learning uh, of what the refs are calling and not not going for so many for going for so many blocks and that does hurt his blocks his blocks are actually down this month while all of his other stats are up but if that if that allows him to stay on the court longer that's definitely a an overall positive for his fantasy owners and i think he'll he'll be playing over 25 minutes a game the rest of the way as opposed to early in the season when he had some some games where he was in the teens so uh so that's good. Uh, good news for Mitch Robinson. All right. Well, so that's a that's a nice handful of buy low targets. Um, if you need some help, uh, and some of these guys offer the statistics you're looking for, maybe uh, make them targets in your fantasy league. Uh, and now uh, we're going to look at the flip side and talk about some guys that are uh, good time to sell high. Uh, but before we do that, let's first let's take a deep breath. And relax for a moment. I'm going to tell you about the app Calm. Uh, we talk about physical fitness a lot, but there's another side to the game that's just as important. I'm talking about the mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. Um, LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. And I'll be honest, I hadn't, uh, you know, Calm just came on my radar uh, recently. I downloaded the app, and the first thing it does when it when it's loading is it comes across with the message take a deep breath and it's funny it, it just from the get-go that kind of works someone else telling you to take a breath you do kind of naturally do it and then the app opens up and you're just like in a much calmer place they got things for meditation they got you know music that'll help you relax they got you know things for sleep and uh you know this time of year can be stressful i know with the you know, fancy football and fancy basketball. I'm juggling both, and I'm also coaching. Uh, you know, the head coach of a boys' basketball team for middle school. And it's just a really hectic time. So I have you know elevated stress level this time of year. I I live in a house with my wife and daughter who both have a hard time sleeping sometimes, and so. Just kind of looking at this app, I'm like, wow, this makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of good things in here, and. Um, you know, you can just listen to LeBron who says, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mine. And I think it's absolutely true. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm for a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com backslash dimes. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com backslash dimes. That's calm.com backslash 
dimes. All right, Eric, I mentioned the sell high guys coming up. Uh, we are at that time, and a guy who's thrown out a lot of dimes in his NBA career is Chris Paul. He's having a nice year with OKC uh, in the top 15 in basketball, basketball monsters player rankings for the season. And you're looking at Chris Paul and saying, sell now. Right. Uh, you know, not, nothing to do with how well he's played. He's, he's, uh, you know, his numbers are probably uh, maybe even a little bit lower than what some people were expecting, at least the th- 6.3 assists. But uh, I have him a sell high guy because he simply hasn't missed a game yet, which is quite surprising considering his his recent track record. He's missed at least 21 games in each of the past three seasons. And, uh, you know, you don't want to wait until the injuries start to creep up on him and then try to move him. So you may as well uh, take what you've gotten from him so far and try and swap him for a younger player with a little more staying power that you don't have to worry about as much. You think he's uh, you think he's battling through to try to get traded to a contender, trying to show well. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, you know, OKC has played better than expected. So if if he's liking it there, and uh, that would be quite an accomplishment if he could if he could lead the Thunder into the playoffs in a year where no one expected them to make it. Yeah, I'm thinking he probably has designs on a ring though. Some at some point, um, but uh, all right, let's let's stay. Um, Let's stay in the backcourt at the point guard position. Another guy who is, you know, an awesome distributor of the basketball is Ricky Rubio. And right now he has the second highest assist value in fantasy uh, behind LeBron. So what is your what's your rationale for wanting to sell high on him right now? Well, it's, it'd be good timing to try and uh, sell high on Rubio since he had a triple double earlier this week. And uh, definitely if someone is in need of assists, they'll be uh, interested in Rubio. But uh, the Suns uh, recently have been on a losing streak, and they're kind of falling out of the playoff chase. They might be able to turn it around. Um, but uh, if, they, if they fall further out of the playoff race, I could see the Suns looking to give rookie point guard Ty Jerome more playing time, which might even mean some, some healthy DNPs for Rubio if that happens. But his rebounds are also going to take a big hit now that DeAndre Ayton's back in the mix. He's been averaging nearly five rebounds a game, Rubio. And definitely one of the the better rebounding guards, but that number is going to slide. And, of course, Devin Booker's still there um, as well. So uh, I think we've seen kind of the peak of Rubio's stats thus far. Yeah, and he's not exactly an Iron Man either. Um Another guy you have on the sell high list is funny is Buddy Heald, who kind of I think if I remember right, you were sort of saying exercise patience with him earlier in the year just because uh, he got off to kind of a uh, you know an uneven start, had a couple of low scoring games, the shooting percentage took a while to come around, and now it kind of seems like he's settling into a groove. And this is the time you're saying sell high on Buddy Heald. Yeah, he definitely. Uh got hot put up some big numbers over the past month or so but a big a big part of that was both De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley missing significant time so Heald was getting extra shot attempts the ball was in his hands quite a bit and now that both Fox and Bagley are back it's uh it's going to be a little bit harder to come by and you know he's still going to make plenty of threes and get those points but you also have Bogdan Bogdanovich still who also likes to handle the rock 
and uh, so healed stats are definitely going to start to slide, I would imagine. So I would shop him around. He's not a guy that you you need to move right now because he should still be solid in his role. But I would at least shop him around, see what kind of offers you could get for him. Yeah. Um, all right, let's stay at another shooting guard. Evan Fournier with the Magic's having a career year, uh, right at 20 points per game. Um, you know, he's been as high as 17 in the past, but uh, scoring at his best clip so far, uh, shooting the best, uh, well, since his rookie season, the best from the field he shot, he's right at 48%. Um, are you buying into him at all, or are you just thinking that he's going to maybe revert back to being a little bit closer the player we've seen in the last few years? I'm, I'm buying a little bit his uh, improved shooting. He's definitely uh, kind of... Uh, found his comfort zone for Orlando and he's a big part of what they do. They kind of need his, his scoring punches outside shooting since they don't have a lot of uh, great three point threats, but I have him as a high guy simply because his stats were inflated because Nikola Vucevic missed a big chunk of games. And so that, that boosted his production a little bit. And now that Vooch is back, you know, those numbers are going to start to fall. But that's another case where he should be a strong play, You, but you just might want to shop him and see if you could get uh, some nice offers. Yeah, kind of the same narrative for Mark, Marcus Morris with the, the Knicks. We talked about him early in the year. He kind of got off to a hot start, and he hasn't really slowed down. And uh, similar situation, he's a you know, career-high 18.8 points per game. That's, uh, I want to say, f- about four points better than his previous uh, career-high. Um, getting 32 minutes per game. Yeah, it feels like with New York, uh, the minutes should be there for him. What are you concerned about most with Marcus Morris and his kind of career season to this point? Right, he's definitely having a, a huge year, and uh, you got to give him credit for improving his shooting, especially shooting as well as he is on that Knicks team is what's especially impressive to me. It's not like he's getting these wide open looks created for him, right? He's having to create some of those shots himself, but uh, I have him as a sell high guy simply because I think, I think he should be traded. I think he should be one of the top guys uh, to be moved at the trade deadline. He's on a one-year contract, so he's highly unlikely to re-sign with the Knicks. And if they're smart, they'll be, looking to move him for a contender, kind of uh, shopping him, uh, trying to get the best offer. And I'm sure lots of playoff contenders would be interested in acquiring Morris. And, of course, the thinking is that on any playoff contender, he won't get nearly as many shot attempts as he's been getting on the Knicks. Yeah, I think that's fair. He's kind of one of those guys in reality. You know what you're getting with him. He's a veteran. You know uh, he'll just be solid. But probably, as you said, if he goes to a contender, uh, be less minutes available to him. Uh, another guy on your list that probably has less minutes uh, available to him coming really soon is Jabari Parker, who's getting uh, 16 points per game, a little over six rebounds, having a, a good run with the Hawks. But I am guessing that John Collins' return, uh, which will be coming in soon, uh, may have something to do with your suggestion to sell high on Jabari Parker. Yes, of course. Uh, I think Collins is back either next game or the game after that. And I think they're already prepping for that return because Parker came off the bench in last night's game. And he's still very capable of producing off the bench as we saw last night 
He put up a very nice stat line, 23 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, and only 24 minutes off the bench against one of the top defensive teams, the Utah Jazz. So we know that he can produce off the bench, and I, I think he'll still be worth owning in, uh, in most leagues, even coming off the bench in a reduced role. But uh, what I suggest in the article is rather than offering him in a one-for-one trade, try including him as kind of a sweetener as part of a larger deal to try and make a, make a deal happen for a bigger star. All right, let's 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 go to uh, a couple big guys here, and, and we'll start with Kevin Love, who I'm – if I'm just guessing, this might have a similar kind of um, narrative to why you suggested trading Chris Paul is that Kevin Love's played 24 games so far. It's two more than he played last year. Uh, is that have anything to do with it? You may be on – you know, the feeling that maybe you're on a little bit of borrowed time in terms of his health, or is there more to it with Kevin Love and the sell-high suggestion? Right, he, he's been relatively healthy, but he's also had some DNPs, and uh, I could see more DNPs coming simply because he's already uh, been talked about right now as one of the top trade trade guys uh, available on the trading market, and uh, similar to Morris, many contenders will be trying to acquire Kevin Love, but he's only a, a valuable asset to the Cavs as long as he's healthy, right? So the Cavs are going to be very careful about keeping him healthy and I think that means some more DMPs especially as we get closer to the trade deadline as they're starting to weigh all the offers that they're getting for him that uh, they'll he'll they'll be a little bit cautious with him and then if he does go to a contender it'll probably be in a slightly reduced role not quite the the number of minutes and touches that he's been getting on Cleveland but he'll still produce it's just a little bit risky uh, moving forward you have uh, not to put you on the spot, but do you have uh, like a place that you would like him to land, or do you have a place where you see him fitting well? Um, like, is there a contender out there that you would say, "Oh man, they could really use Kevin Love, and this would make sense for him to go there"? Well, I thought he would have fit in great on the Blazers before they acquired Carmelo, right? And now that right. Carmelo's uh, signed signed guaranteed contract the rest of the year and is playing pretty well for them that that might rule him out so i haven't really thought about other teams that uh that he would he would fit be a nice fit for and obviously he has a big contract too so trying to match up salaries is a little bit tricky but i do think uh i i do expect him to get moved at the trade deadline yeah if he's healthy i mean he can score he can rebound he can pass um can hit three so who who wouldn't want a little bit more of that so um exactly yeah i think it makes sense uh, let's talk about one more big guy rashawn holmes uh you mentioned with marvin bagley back i'm guessing this could be a minutes crunch for him right i mean holmes is still starting at center and he has earned that role um but but the problem is that he's he's a similar type of player to marvin bagley they're both more athletic uh not really outside shooters and that just puts a a a crunch on the the sports basing for the sacramento kings if they're trying to play both guys at the same time so sure enough uh, holmes minutes have gone down and his production has gone down since bagley returned and that's another case similar to jabari parker where People are aware that Bagley's back, that home stats are down, so you won't be able to get much in return 
in a one-on-one -on -one trade, but you can probably use him as a sweetener to try and get a more reliable forward or big man uh, in exchange in like a two-for-one deal or a two-for-two -two deal. All right, so there you go. There's Eric's sell-high candidates. Uh, if you want to revisit anything he said here, um, you know, with the buy low or sell high guys, read more into it. I definitely encourage you to check it out, uh, his latest column on the Athletic Fantasy Basketball page. Uh, and with that, Eric, I always ask you, um, what's, the, what's the game or the games that you're going to be tuning into this weekend in the NBA? Right, so I, I was looking at the uh, NBA TV schedule. There's a really nice doubleheader coming up on Sunday. Clippers at the Thunder and then Nuggets at the Lakers. And the Thunder, as I mentioned, a team that's kind of uh, surprisingly in the playoff chase. So that will be uh, a big test for them if they, can, uh, if they can step it up against the Clippers and obviously Chris Paul's former team. So that will be uh, quite an interesting matchup. And then uh, the big man battle in uh, Los Angeles with uh, Anthony Davis and Nikola Jokic and uh, definitely a test for the young Denver team to see where they're at against the Lakers. You know, and is there always a Christmas Day game or uh, multiple games on Christmas as well, is there not? Oh, yeah, I haven't uh, looked at that schedule. Let's see. I'm not expecting you to know what that is, but I know there's always games on Christmas Day, and uh, we're heading into the holiday break and into Christmas week, and so I would tell our listeners that we are going to take some R&R &R next week and enjoy time with family and friends, and so we'll be back in 2020 at our usual time on Friday. Uh, so we'll be out for two weeks, but I want to wish everybody a happy holidays and and. And all the best uh, for time spending with the family, Eric. I know you're what you're snowshoeing up to a uh, you're snowshoeing up to a cabin. Is that this weekend or is that uh, over the over the next week uh, at some yeah. time? Yeah, next later later next week, going to Sierra Nevada mountains, uh, snowshoeing up to a cabin should be quite fun. I'm I I think I'm going to bring a sled along, even though it's extra weight, which <laughs> is not not suggested for most people to bring in extra weight, but. You know, I weigh the the pros and cons, and I think it'll be fun if I if I bring a sled along. So I might try to make that happen. Yeah, you could be like Chevy Chase and take one of those discs up there. You know, put some of that uh, you know special polymer that he put on his, and uh, you're down to the bottom of the hill in no time. But I saw pictures of where you're going; and it looks awesome. Uh, have a great time doing that. We, like I said, I wish everybody a very happy holidays. We'll see you in a couple weeks again. You can uh, you can follow me at Twitter at Brandon Funston. You can call uh, follow Eric at Roto Evil. Um, and you can check out all Eric's stuff on the Athletics Fantasy Basketball page. Mentioned the buy low, sell high column he put out. Uh, the last few podcasts, we've been talking about his other columns he's had out recently, which was uh, looking at the re-ranking the players as we got a couple months into the season. So he went over his, his latest top 25 centers, top 50 forwards, top 50 guards. And uh, if you want to check all that out and want a subscription to the Athletic, uh, you can get 40% off at theathletic.com backslash dunks and dimes that gives you access uh to eric's stuff it also gives you access to the all the nba podcasts that we have available on on there tons of podcasts tons of great content uh the podcasts 
are available on iTunes and Spotify. And if you're enjoying those shows, uh, we always encourage you to leave us a quick rating and review. And so with that, uh, we will see you in a couple weeks. Happy holidays to all.